Well, we're still on the sixth I am statement. For those of you that are guests here that haven't been a part of this, what we're doing is we are taking the seven I am statements of Jesus Christ. The sixth is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me, Jesus said in John 14, 6. You know, it's an interesting thing as we begin to look at the, these statements. I'm taking the sixth statement and obviously making three sermons out of it. But uh, we wonder about the truth. You need to understand in all of these statements, Jesus used that definite article, the. In other words, in the Greek sense, there is no other beside Him. He is the light. He is the bread of life. He is the way. He is the gate, the door. By me, if any man shall enter in, he shall be saved and shall come and go, Jesus said. He is the good shepherd. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is all of these things. And it is that definite article that we need to pay attention to because it means that there's none other. He is it. He is the one. And so when you focus on that, all of a sudden, truth becomes clear. It becomes clarified. We see truth. We see Jesus. We see Jesus. Things begin to focus, and that fuzziness of life tends to fade away. One of the questions that I think is interesting is, why did Jesus come into the world to begin with? I want to focus your attention on John 18, because it's Jesus before Pilate. Pilate had a problem with the Pharisees. He had a problem with the Sanhedrin. He actually had a problem with the Jews. And he had a problem that Jesus, he knew, was in the, in the sights of these Jewish leaders to be executed. He knew the Jews had no power under Roman authority to execute. They wanted to have Jesus executed, so Pilate was their hope. So we pick it up. Jesus had already been arrested. He's, taken, he's being taken to Pilate. We pick it up in verse 33 of John 18. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew, Pilate replied? It was your people and your chief priests who handed you over to me. What is it that you have done, Pilate asked. So Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now, my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, you are right in saying that I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born. 
For and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? Pilate asked. With this he went out again to the Jews. For this I came into the world, Jesus said, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What does that say if you don't listen to Jesus? Hmm. I think it's pretty clear. I don't think Jesus had any gray area there. I think it was very, very clear and succinct. He who knows Jesus knows the truth. He who does not know Jesus cannot know the truth. I mean, that's the conclusion. So John 1.17 said, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Truth is an important deal. We are trying, we struggle today with trying to find the truth. We are trying to come to that place in our lives where we want to know the truth all the time from the time that we first learned how to speak and how to pay attention. We paid attention to our parents, to our educators, to our, as we grew older, we started paying attention to those officials over us who define truth in their own understanding. Truth may be rules and regulations. It may be laws and regulations. It may be any number of things. Truth may be scientific evidence as perceived by scientists. And so before long it becomes all so cloudy and so hazy. And we wonder what is the truth? And then we listen to politicians and we listen to the news sources and we read the newspapers perhaps and, and now we're seeing wire services and things of that nature. It's just unbelievable. I had, uh, when I was with a state Baptist newspaper, there were, I had a number of wire services from a number of different sources, and I figured I want to hear what everybody's saying. So in, in Twitter feeds and in, in uh, RSS feeds and all these other things, through everything from New York Times to Chicago Tribune to LA Times, et cetera, et cetera, from from Christian sources and from those that pretend to be Christian sources and others, you get all of these viewpoints on what they perceive is truth. None of it centered on what Jesus had said in the Scripture in certain cases. And so you learn early on, if you really want to know, you learn early on that if you really want to know the truth, you're going to know the source of it. The source of truth is Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, having said that, from the beginning of time, spiritual warfare hit. Adam and Eve were created in God's image, in His own image. He created Adam and Eve. Walked with them in the cool of the afternoon. Fellowship with God was what God had originally intended for man and woman. That's why we were created, to have fellowship with Him. Not just on this earth, but in for eternity. We talked about that last week. And so in all that process, all of a sudden comes in Satan, which is God's adversary. And Satan kept whispering in Adam and Eve's ear, did God really say? Now what he's been doing since the beginning of time is whispering in your ear and in mine, 
Did God really say? Is it really truth? Did, did He really mean in Genesis 2.24 when He created the institution of marriage that it ought to be one man and one woman for life? And that they ought to raise a, a family to honor and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ? Is that really truth? Not really, Satan says. Think about it. You're a lot more educated now. You're a lot more enlightened now. Now we're in a post-Christian environment. Post means that we're beyond Christianity. Because after all, that's not very enlightened. And so 2 Thessalonians 2.10 puts it this way. In every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing, they perish. Why? Because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. Some years ago, Focus on the Family, Dr. James Dobson, commissioned the Truth Project with Dale Tackett doing the, the narration. And the Truth Project, uh, I've taught a number of times, but the Truth Project is one of those really insightful things. The idea was, is that we're going to do it, he said, in a grassroots uh, surge that's going to take place in the homes and it's going to sweep America. Well, it, it never really swept America because a lot of people strayed from the truth. And Dell Tackett, who you see featured prominently in this, would, would make the statement, every sin that besets us can be traced back fundamentally to a belief in a lie. Romans 1.25 even took it one step further. He says, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie. Well, in that eighth chapter of, of John, Jesus identified Satan, the adversary. He said, he is a liar, he is the father of all lies. There is no truth in him at all. Truth lies. You've got them contrasted between Jesus and the adversary of God, Satan. So in the beginning, you've got this spiritual warfare swirling around. And so this spiritual warfare that we see out of Ephesians 6 shows us that, that it is that battle not between flesh and blood, but between spiritual forces, spiritual wickedness in high places. It is, it is this spiritual warfare that's going on and just catching us up in the warfare. And so we have a hard time understanding truth. Where is it defined in our school books? Where is it defined by philosophers? Where is it defined by scientists other than empirical evidence, which oftentimes is not proven true? And so here we have that opportunity to understand what truth. Jesus says, I am the truth. I am the truth. Paul cautioned young Timothy in this spiritual warfare. 2 Timothy 4.4 4 said, They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to myths. Well, we do that today, don't we? Uh, nothing's going to happen. The second coming has just been a, a myth. 
the resurrection never really happened. None of that's truth. And we see it on any number of, of areas as revisionists tries to revise history. And we want to say, no, wait a minute, what is truth? And we take our eyes off the Lord and we're winding up in a swamp, a morass of untruth, of misstatements, of lies, if you will. And who is the author or the father of all of that? It's that one who keeps whispering in our ear, did God really say? Did he really say? Don't worry about it. Did he really say that the wages of sin is dead? Did he really say all we like sheep sheep have turned away and we've gone every one to our own way? Is it really? Was it God that really said the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked? Who can know it? It was God. Yes, it was. But Satan's still there, boldly whispering, did God really say? Well, Look at truth. The word truth in the Greek means undistorted reality. Ravi Zacharias said the single most important question any human being can ask is what is truth? Os Guinness said truth is fundamentally about who God is. Jesus Christ is the truth because He is reality. His revelation of God is consistent with God's essential nature. Truth can only be known by following Jesus in obedience and surrendering our lives to Him. What are we saying? You can't know truth unless you know Jesus. And knowing truth means you establish a relationship with Jesus and the closer you walk with Jesus, the clearer the truth becomes. That's what Jesus is saying. It's not my opinion. I couldn't even care less about my opinion when it comes to truth. But I do want to take you to the source of it. And that's Jesus Christ. John 8, 31 and 32. The Bible says, To the Jews who had believed Him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Jesus said, if the Son sets you free, then you are free indeed. Wow. What does that free mean? What is freedom? Freedom from all the murkiness. Freedom from all the haziness. Freedom from all the fog that surrounds us in trying to know what's going on, what's right, what's wrong, what's factual, what's fiction. How do we know that? We know that by knowing Jesus. That's how we know it. John 4, 24, remember the, the woman at the well? They were trying to say she worshipped up in Mount Gerizim as a Samaritan. And Jesus, she said, well, I know the Jews worship down in Jerusalem. And Jesus said, God is spirit. And his worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. You can't worship in truth unless you know the truth. And the truth is the word of God who came in flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as of the only begotten Son of God. John 16, 13, But when the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. John 17, 17, that great pastoral prayer, Jesus was praying to the Father, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
Ephesians 6.4, those of you that are studying, those you women that are studying our Bible study on Thursday afternoon are doing the armor of God. You know that in verse 14 of chapter 6, there is that belt of truth. And the reason why the belt of truth is there, because the belt holds the armor together. Without the belt, you lose a lot of functionality. In other words, without truth as your anchor, your life becomes disoriented. Disoriented. It's a matter of seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, your ducks are lined up when we seek Jesus through the Word of God and through a relationship with Him through prayer and fellowship with other true believers. And we begin to find truth as we sometimes have not seen it before. But for all of us, it becomes clarified. Truth. What is truth? 1 Timothy 2, verses 3 and 4 said, This is good and pleases God who wants all men to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Wow. Let's go back to Pilate. Pilate said, You are a king then? Jesus answered, You are right in saying, I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth, Jesus says, listens to me. These are his words after his arrest and just prior to his crucifixion. Don't you think that would be important for him to say something like that? Pilate looked at him and said, what is truth? Well, that question has been asked throughout all generations. What exactly is truth? How do I know truth? How do I experience truth? You know it by knowing Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That's the way you know it. How do I trust anything other than Jesus? Talk to Jesus about that. Look at the Word. The Word is the truth of God. Jesus said in John 17, 17, He says, Your Word is truth, Father. Your Word is truth. In the, be- in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory as of the only begotten Son of God. Who was that? That was Jesus Christ. He was the Word of God that became flesh, incarnate. Wow. I and the Father are one, Jesus said. One. You really want to know the Father? Later on, he would, he would say in that 8th chapter of John, he kind of got crossways with some of the Jewish leaders. They said, our father is Abraham. He said, no, your father's not Abraham. Well, our father is God. No, you're not, your father's not God. You cannot know God. He cannot be your father because you don't know his son. I and the Father are one. We're one. You know me. You know the Father. You've seen me. You've seen the Father. You want to know truth? Know Jesus. Well, it becomes very elementary with me. Very uh, simple, if you will, at that point. But you can't know the, the truth without knowing His Word. 
as it is revealed to us through the revelation of God, through his prophets and his apostles and his writers in the scriptures. So we understand Pilate asked, what is truth? Unfortunately, with this, he went out again to the Jews. He said, I find no basis for a charge against him. What is your truth? Is what he's saying to the Jewish leaders. I see no basis for your charges. I don't see any truth in what you've brought to me, the charges. And he's thinking the whole time, I'm sure, but I believe I have just met the truth. He's not willing to embrace him. But at least he knew what it was. Now, have you met Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? This is your opportunity today to say yes to him. Today is that opportunity for you if you've trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've done so, but you haven't followed him and maybe baptism by immersion. Maybe you're looking for a church home and this is the place where God is calling you to serve. Maybe you're looking for some fellowship with Christians. This is it. We're here. We're ready for you. We want to receive you into this family of faith. Won't you come? Let's pray. Our most gracious Father, we just praise you for who you are. We thank you for being truth. Lord, we thank you for not having any gray areas, for getting a chance to know this is who we are, this is who you are, Lord God. In following you, we know the truth. The closer we are to you, the closer we are in understanding the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this time that you've given us to understand more about you. And I pray for these decisions, Lord Jesus. Whatever they are, whoever they are, I thank you for them. And we lift them up to you that you'll be glorified through each and every one. Thank you, Father. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'll be here at the front to pray with you about your decision. Won't you stand as we sing the hymn of invitation? And I'll be here at the front.